Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 79. Today, I'm talking all about being a podcaster, hosting my own show, and sharing 10 things to do if you are thinking about starting your own podcast. Let me tell you, there has been a big learning curve and a lot of moments of wondering, what am I doing? But it has all been worth it. And so today, I want to share these 10 things that I wish I would have known before I started my own show, and hopefully it will kind of give you a little behind the scenes look at what the Gold Digger podcast really looks like. If you want to access today's show notes or get your hands on our freebie, which will give you an even deeper look into the world of podcasting, head to jennacutcherblog.com slash 79. Again, you can head to jennacutcherblog.com slash 79. Grab that free download all about podcasting and see the show notes for today. But what do you say? Should we dive on in? I think it's time. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey guys, this is Jenna Kutcher, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today and talk all about podcasting. Makes sense, right? You're listening right now. Now, this podcast was never anything I planned on doing. I've never been a girl who's been told she has an awesome radio voice in my entire life. This idea, it came to me while I was in the shower. Seriously, it did. And I was listening to this podcast episode, and I felt like I was just hanging out with a girlfriend, talking about biz, you know, in the shower, when I realized I should really do this. Like, why am I not doing this? Now, I got out of the shower, dripping wet, water still running, and I voice texted Caitlin, and I said, Caitlin, 
you're going to hate me, but I have an idea and I think we really need to do it. I said, I think we should start a podcast. I don't know why I haven't done this before, but I think it is time. Now, Caitlin didn't hate me. She actually thought it was a great idea, but we knew looking into this that this was going to be a lot of work. We weren't quite sure what the return would be, but I believed in this bigger mission. Now, there are tons of benefits to podcasts. I mean, you can deliver the content super quickly and easily. You can teach on multiple subjects. You have a platform to invite guests to be on. You can extend your brand from just written words and images. You can establish your credibility. You can grow a tribe and you can share your offers in a unique way. The biggest reason why I wanted to do this whole show was because I was so tired of feeling alone in the business rat race, and I wanted to invite listeners to feel like they had a friend, to like come as they are, to show up, to be humbled, and to feel like they are not getting constantly sold to. Guys, as somebody who markets and loves to sell things, I understand how frustrating it can be when you're just trying to start off. You're trying to get your dream off the ground and running, and all you feel like you hear are these messages saying, you need to buy this. You have to do this. You have to go here. You have to be a part of this in order to be a success. Because if I've learned anything, it is that success is anything but linear and that all of our journeys look so stinking different. And so when I started to think about what my big mission and vision for this year was going to be, the word impact kept coming to mind. It wasn't money. It wasn't income. It wasn't followers. It was impact. And I thought to myself, how can you reach more people, more people than just your blog readers or your Facebook fans or your Instagram followers? How can you share this voice in a new way? And as a girl who isn't a giant fan of bras or wearing real pants, I knew that having a YouTube channel would not be the right avenue for me. And so podcasting was this brilliant, easy opportunity for me to be able to show up and serve the world in a new way. Now, before I had this show, a lot of people just thought of me as a photographer or maybe just a social media expert. And while I am both of those things, there's so much more to me. I love business, guys. I think and attribute my success 110% to my love of marketing and understanding what people want and putting content out into the world and selling and serving more importantly, and just really learning how to make people feel comfortable. And I knew that I could kind of do that on social media, but there is just something so precious and special about showing up with your voice. Not just your written voice, not just your voice through images, but your true voice. And there was so much of me that just wasn't getting put out into the world. I mean, I think I'm pretty freaking hilarious, but you might not get that through my Instagram posts and things like that. And so when I started to think about what my big vision was for the year, which was impact and how we were doing that, and I didn't want it to just be through webinars and I didn't want it to just be through blog posts. I wanted to take it another step higher, but we knew that there was going to be a very steep learning curve. And by golly, we were super right on that. And so today in the show, I want to just walk you through 10 things I learned while starting a show, regardless of if you're thinking of having your own podcast or not, this episode is going to walk you through 10 things that happen when you're launching a new project. And so you can just apply all of these learning moments that I had into whatever project or dream you're working on, because trust me when I say this, they are highly applicable. So the number one tip for anything, but especially for starting a show is to have a vision. 
a very clear vision. Who is your show for? What is the goal of every episode? How frequently will you air? Will you have guests or do you just focus on solo shows? Are you going to include show notes? Are you going to have an intro, a sponsor? Are you going to create a community? What category are you going to be in? All of this was like a foreign language to me. And I was reminded and humbled when I went to start this podcast because one, I love to do things that I know I'm going to be good at. And this was not one of them. This was like, hey, girl, you're either going to make it or you're going to break it. And I don't know which one it's going to be. I was also reminded of how simply scary it is to just start. There were so many voices of fear just coming down on me hard when I wanted to do this. I thought about opening myself up for more critics. I mean, there are already enough critics on Instagram and Facebook. Why not just open up the gamut and jump into the podcast space? I was really afraid that I'd run out of things to say. I mean, I always joked like, yeah, I have a lot of things to say, but I don't know if I have enough to say to show up twice weekly. Guess what? I do. But it was just a scary thing. And when I started to look at it, I really wanted to get very, very laser focused on the vision of the show. What was it going to be about? Is it just going to be about business and marketing or is it going to be about life? Who am I going to interview? What kind of things are they going to bring to the table? What kind of experts do I want to invite on? What do I want to talk about? How do I want to share my life in a new way? So when we looked at the vision of the show, it was really, really clear right from the beginning. I know my audience very well after serving them for many years, but I also understood that this was a chance to reach more people to sell a bigger vision to the world, to tell people that you can chase your dreams and that you might fall flat on your face, but you're going to get back up again. We really wanted to look at this with a very, very clear intention so that the vision of the show was always at the forefront of everything we were doing. If you don't start with step one, setting a vision, you might not ever reach that bigger goal because you're not clear on it. Having a vision makes it very black and white. It's very clear and obvious to say either, yes, this is aligned with where we're headed or no, this just might not be the right fit. So the first thing we did was to set a vision for the Gold Digger podcast. Number two, establish a workflow. If you know me, I am the efficiency police. I love being on top of workflows. And so I realized like, hey, this is going to add a lot of work to our plates. How are we going to divide this up? Who's going to do what? What is this going to look like for a week? And what is got to give? Because I knew that adding this on meant that something else was going to have to go away because we only have so much bandwidth. And far too many times we try to keep adding to our plate, but pretty soon our plate is overflowing and nothing is getting done. So if creating content for you is already a challenge, how are you going to adjust to make this a part of your workflow? So what I did is I sat down with my team and we started to assign who was going to take on what when it came down to the shows, who was going to set up the interviews, who was going to follow up with the guests, who was going to do the research, who was going to create the show notes, who was going to publish it. What was that all going to look like? Now, one of the best pieces of advice that I could offer is we started the show as a once a week and we did that for two months. So for two months straight, we just had one show a week and it was a really great way to ease on in, to get our feet wet, to establish a workflow. And then we switched to two times a week at the beginning of the year. And that really helped us to say, okay, we got this down. We can add a little bit more. 
We can handle it. And that's when I changed the format of the show as well. So I went from having strictly interviews to doing one interview a week and one solo show a week. And that just made it a lot easier for us as a team. We weren't constantly scheduling interviews, going back and forth with potential guests. It was a really, really big win for us. Even though we were adding more work, we had already established that workflow. And trust me, guys, there is a lot more that goes into a show than you would ever, ever think, which is why number three, my biggest advice that goes along with having a workflow is hiring an editor. Now, I knew going into this that I was not going to have the time or the ability to edit the sound, to edit the episodes. I knew that like this is not in my wheelhouse. If I'm going to take this on, I cannot take on the editing. So if you're not awesome at audio and you can invest in having some good sound quality, hire an editor. When we first looked at our strengths, sound editing was definitely not one of them. And so I knew that we were going to have to pay in order to get a good editor. But having a good team behind you has been worth every single penny, especially because it took me a long while to figure out how to get good sound quality. Also known as, hey guys, don't record outside, like on your deck or in your car. Both things that I did at the beginning because I was literally clueless but hey, it all worked out, didn't it? So what we do is we will record everything in advance, get them over to our editor. They mix the audio, edit out any weird things that happen, make sure everything is equalized and sounding good, and then they upload it to our platform and schedule it for release. So having a good editing team has just been really awesome. We are super aware that the audio is not perfect. And to be honest, when I started this show, I said, hey guys, like I'm not all about being perfect. I realized like, Like there are going to be episodes that sound really great, some that might not sound as great. And I'm okay with that because I know that the content is so good. And so my team, they are awesome. They put up with the weird antics that I have in terms of recording, whether I'm recording from our attic closet or like today, I'm just hanging out in bed with my dogs chatting with you. My team is really awesome. And we knew that it was going to be worth every penny. So speaking of the pennies, we decided number four to take on sponsors or partners. Now, if you already have an established brand or a super clear vision of who your podcast is going to serve and how it aligns with a different brand, you might be able to take on sponsors to offset the costs that come with podcasting. And contrary to belief, there is a lot of costs that come with it from the equipment to the hosting, to the editing, to the recording software. There is a lot that happens when you're running a show. And so when I went to launch the Gold Digger podcast, I reached out to a company that I know and love that I've worked with personally on different projects. I reached out to HoneyBook and I said, Hey guys, here's the deal. I want to start a podcast. This is the audience I'm going to be serving. This is the content I'm going to be sharing. These are the guests we already have lined up. Here's what we're projecting for it. Here's what the overall goal and vision is. Are you on board to help us so that we are not starting in the red as we launch this new project? Because the thing for me as an entrepreneur was looking at this and it was like, gosh, like, am I going to incur hundreds of dollars every single month just to be putting out free education? Like that's scary, right? And if I was looking at it as a CEO, I would say, gosh, like, I don't know if that's going to be worth it. I don't know if this is a good way to be spending your time and money. But I knew that this vision was so much bigger than time or money. It was about impact. And so being able to vocalize that to 
comedy book to saying, here is this audience. I think it's super aligned. I love your product. I want to share it. They were just this amazing partners. They stepped on a side without even hearing a single episode and they helped us cover the cost while we got the show up and running. It was such a big blessing. And I can truly say like, I don't know if I would have dove in with as much tenacity as I did without having someone backing me because it is expensive. It is scary. And just having that partnership and having somebody say, I believe in this and we feel like this is going to be a success. Like awesome. So whenever you're listening to podcasts and you hear any sponsors, pay attention because a lot of us that have our own shows, we are super, super specific about who we allow on as different partnerships. And if you listen to people that you trust, they are only going to be sharing stuff that they use and love in their real lives. And these companies are the companies that are making these shows happen. They are saying like, we believe in this vision and we really want to help you further your message. And so it's not just about getting paid because we're pouring all of that money right back into the show in many different ways, but it is about saying and having that backing. And so I love hearing when different podcasters have sponsors, because to me, it's saying there is a bigger audience here that we are serving together and that we couldn't necessarily do this all on our own. I love it. I love it. It's so stinking awesome. So number five is have a launch plan. And I have a whole episode all about launching your next biggest idea. And I am just so passionate about having a launch plan. So when we went to launch this podcast, I wanted to have some sort of plan in place. And I will tell you this, we weren't super, super strategic because in my opinion, I was like, I just want to get this out into the world. I want to share it with everyone. And I want people to just be a part of it, even if it's not 110% perfect. And so in episode number 37, I talk all about launching your next biggest idea. Listen to that because we use a lot of those tips and tricks and strategies when we went to launch the podcast. But here are some things that I learned in terms of launching. Number one, you want to have some sort of landing page. So a lot of times you are reaching people who are coming from an Android or an iPhone. Those are different podcasting softwares that they have to reach. And so if you can have one website where people can kind of figure out what your podcast is about, see your shows, meet your guests, access your show notes, become a part of your community, all the things in one spot, that is what I would recommend. I would also recommend having at least four to five episodes already loaded before you go to launch. That way, when your listeners jump on for the first time, they're not just listening to one show and then they have to make a decision, should I subscribe or should I not? Because they think that people need to hear more than one show in order to know, is this the right fit for me? Is this something I want to invest my time into? And so we had four episodes ready to rock so that people could binge on them and get hooked. And then we had a strategy on how we were going to share the podcast, which was through all of our social media, through our email list. And we also had our first four guests encouraged to share the show as well. So we were reaching not just my audience, but those guest audiences and just really trying to get it out into the world. Like, Hey, this is super exciting. This is new. We're really pumped about this. Here it is. Take a listen. 
Now, I also realized that there was a really big learning curve because if you're anything like me, like I didn't even know the world of podcasting existed until maybe a year or two ago. I was not a big listener. I didn't really understand it. It was really just something that I had never gone into or branched into. And so when I started my show, I really wanted to make sure people understood what is a podcast? How do you listen to it? Why is it awesome? And I learned and looked at the way that I was listening to podcasts in my life. So I love to listen to them in the car. It makes driving feel like way more efficient to me. I feel like I'm actually learning while I'm sitting in the car. Drew and I will take our dogs on a long walk each day and we'll bring along our phones and our headphones. And we probably look like the most antisocial couple in the world. But little do people know we spend pretty much every minute of our lives together. And so when we take our dogs out on on a long walk. We either listen to podcasts or audiobooks. And it's just such a cool way to get information and get to hang out with somebody. So number five is just have a launch plan. Take the time to just be really strategic about how you're going to put it out into the world, what that's going to look like, and just have some sort of strategy behind it so that you can just launch it successfully right off the bat. Number six is something that has saved my sanity, like honestly it has, and that is batch recording. So when I first started the show, I would record one-off episodes at odd hours of the day. I would pray my dogs wouldn't bark. I would be texting Drew like, hey, don't call me in the next hour because I'm going to be recording. And basically podcasting was interrupting the rest of my workflow. So I felt like I was just being very inefficient in all aspects of my business while I was trying to get this going. And I was being very accommodating to my guests, which is super important. But at the same time, it was really impacting the way that I was able to dive headfirst into the podcast. And so a few months in, I talked to Caitlin and I'm like, this just isn't working. Like this is really, really hard on my weeks, having something lined up at weird hours on different days. So I said, let's try batch recording. So basically what we do is that we will schedule a full day of interviews, honestly, usually five in a row. So five hours of recording straight. And that way it saves me so much time in getting set up, getting the space ready. It helps my team have the content far in advance. And so when we first started, we were recording basically for the week before. So it gave us very little time to think of any sort of strategy to prepare the show notes, to create content upgrades. We were just kind of flying by the seat of our pants and praying that we were getting things done in time. And so me protecting my sanity, I said, what would it look like if we could somehow get a month or two months in advance? So right now we are recording for two months in advance and it gives us the ability to say, what's going on in our business right now? What is this looking like? How are we working together so that we can look at this overall strategy, see the bigger picture, and everyone has time to prepare their part of the workflow so that nobody is stressed or frazzled. And so batch recording has just been this big lifesaver in terms of keeping my sanity and just being really invested when I have one day where I'm just so zeroed in on the podcast and I'm able to record different guests and guide different conversations and be really connected to simply that and nothing else, not having my mind cluttered with other things. It just makes me a better host. It makes me more excited and it makes me more engaged. Now, if you're like me and you have like 20 different internet tabs open all day, every day, you're probably not batch working. And it's something that I'm working so hard on in my life because I see the efficiency results with it. 
because every time you're switching tasks, it is taking you minutes of your day to acclimate back to what you were previously doing. So if you're like me and you're like in Gmail and then you click to Facebook and then you go back into your blog and you're doing all these things, you're really wasting a ton of time. So even if you don't have a podcast, you can use batch workflowing in your life and golly gee, it will save you so much time. So number seven is something that we are still learning, still working on, still tweaking, and that is the show notes, keeping the show notes fun. Now, I feel like we still haven't harnessed the full power of show notes, but if you don't know what show notes are, for every single episode that goes live, we have a blog post that goes up that walks through the guest. It gives all the links to the guest. It also gives you any of the free downloads that we include in the episode. So for today's show, there is a free episode of the five reasons why podcasting has changed my business. And you can just access that at jennacutcherblog.com slash 79 for episodes. 79. Again, that's jennacutcherblog.com slash 79. And so with every single episode, we are creating show notes and we're still trying to figure out what works best. But basically, when we started the podcast, we knew that it was going to have to replace something because we just didn't have the ability to stretch our content libraries any further. So instead of blogging Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we decided to take the blog and use it as a place to host the episodes and the show notes every single Monday and Wednesday. Wednesday. So we've tried a few different things with the show notes, but we found that the best way is to set them up and have them read like a blog post. So if people don't listen to podcasts or they're not fully into podcasting, they can still get the content that we're covering on the show. So really having it just broken down into an applicable, readable document instead of having just quotes pulled from the episode or little blurbs about what is discussed. I really think that when we set them up like a blog post, people are more likely to dive into them and to really go back to them, to read through them and record the information that they've just listened to. And for me, I love listening and reading. I think it just really affirms what I've learned in my head. And so as we continue to transition. So will our show notes, but we are really working on figuring out the best way to use them and for how you guys as listeners are using them and making sure that that is aligned really well with our vision. Number eight is probably my favorite thing about podcasting, and that is a community. Number eight, create a community. So we have a private community, and it is an awesome way on Facebook to get feedback from your audience, to ask about past episodes, to pull them on future ideas, to celebrate the successes and the wins. Now, I have a Facebook community, the Gold Digger Podcast Insiders. There are a few thousand listeners. If you want to join us, you can join us at golddiggerpodcast.com. There's a little box that says, join the community. And there is just something so awesome about having the ability to interact with the listeners and bring new ideas to them. And I think that sometimes when you run and lead a podcast, it's so hard to remember like actual human beings are going to be listening to this. Guys, like I'm sitting here in my bed, hanging out with my dog, talking into a microphone. And it is really, really hard to think of you Like you sitting there where you are at, either being inspired or encouraged or learning new things or just being reminded that you can show up in life as imperfect as I do and still make an impact. And so having this community is just so much fun. I am in there almost every single day answering questions, hanging out with the listeners and 
It just really helps me to put a face and a name and a dream behind each and every one of you and to be reminded of the impact that this podcast is making because there are weeks and months where this is just simply a labor of love. Like there is no measurable return. I see the numbers grow, but it's really hard for me to just understand like, is this impacting your life? Is this worth me spending hours and hours and paying payroll dollars to pay my team to help make this happen? And it absolutely is. But with any dream, it is really easy to forget that. And so having a community online for me is just such a blessing. I love getting to know you and hearing from you every single week. Absolutely. Number nine is outline your episodes. (laughs) This is something that is so important for me. And let me be honest in saying talking to myself can get really hard and exhausting. And sometimes I have to remind myself like smile when you're talking because you can sound like such a drag girlfriend. But having solid outlines for my shows, especially the solo shows, is really, really important to me. Even if you are good at just talking, you want the show to be really interesting. You want it to have direction, be compelling and informative. And so we have really been very strategic in creating really good show outlines so that I know exactly where the show is going to go, what I'm going to be teaching on. We can communicate that with our listeners so that they know if this is content that they want to tune into. I respect your guys' time so much. And so I'm like, if this isn't the right fit for where they're at right now, I want them to know right off the bat so that they're not going to just tune in for 40 minutes and feel like they didn't get anything out of it. And so having a really specific outline helps in so many ways. And then we can double purpose those outlines and use them as the blog content. So we've been very, very strategic in how we create these outlines. And it really helps me from keeping on getting off track and just making sure that I am delivering exactly what I'm promising I'm going to deliver in the show. Number 10 is my favorite, regardless of if you are thinking of starting a podcast or you're just out there chasing your dreams. Number 10, embrace the imperfections. Guys, I know my show is really far from perfect, but the content, it is good. And I believe in what we are putting out into the world. And I just keep putting it out there with the imperfections because that is what life is. If my dogs start barking, guess what? They bark all the time. If one of my guests, kiddos, starts crying, that is what their life looks like. It is so, so rare these days that we get to sit down in the silence and really process through some of the bigger picture things that are happening in our lives. I want things to be imperfect. I want you to really embrace the idea of showing up just as you are. I, when I hired my editors, I was like, here's the thing, guys, like, I know that sound quality is super important to you. And it is to me like I want to sound super legit. But here's the thing. I know that every single episode is filled with intentional and educational content. And that content is going to trump any of the weird audio issues or any of the weird background noises or anything else that is going to go on. And there's just something so beautiful about seeing those imperfections and walking forward anyways. And when I started that show, oh my gosh, guys, like I was really nervous. Like it is scary to start something new. It is scary to open yourself up for more criticism. It is scary to not exactly know where this is headed. And I was just very humbled in that because it's been a very long time since I started something without the promise of knowing like, hey, you're going to be all right. This is going to be great. 
And so I want for you to just know that you can serve this world by simply showing up. And that's what I promise to do for you each week. Like I will show up even if it's just me sitting in my bed, brawless, hanging out with my dogs and it is a mess. But guess what? I'm sitting here giving you good stuff because I care about you. You are my vision. You are a part of the vision of this podcast. And that is so, so awesome. So guys, if you are thinking about starting a podcast or you're just curious about what this whole thing has looked like, it has been such a process, but it has been so beautiful. It is one of the favorite parts of my week. Every single time a new episode drops, I'm just so stinking excited for you to listen to it. And every single time I go to record something, I ask myself, where are you at? What do you need right now? How can I simply just encourage you or educate you or just share some experiences that might make you feel a little less alone? Because back at the beginning of all of this, my vision was this. I was sick and tired of feeling so alone in this rat race. I felt like I was, quote, killing it. But at the same time, my life wasn't reflecting that. I wanted to remind people that even if you live in a tiny town in the middle of nowhere, you can be a part of something bigger and you can create something far bigger than yourself. And that is exactly what this show has done. And I just want you to know that it is such a blessing to be able to serve you. I value every minute that I get to hang out with you in your earbuds. And I am so grateful whenever you guys are sharing this podcast with your friends or family or anyone who might benefit from it. It is such a labor of love in such a beautiful way, and it is one of the best projects I've ever embarked on. And so until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And if podcasting is something you're curious about, head to the blog at jennacutcherblog.com slash 79. Grab your free download. I'm sharing five reasons why podcasting has absolutely changed my business. And I will catch you on the flip side, my friends. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.